Hello, good morning. It's very nice to virtually see everyone, if not see everyone in person. I'm just going to share a few minutes um, of some thoughts that I've been having this week and that I hope will be useful and, and helpful to us all. So we're at, what, day 36? I'm looking to Jacob for confirmation. 36, thank you. When do you think we're going to stop counting? So 36 odd days ago, life changed overnight, didn't it? Most of the things that we thought we knew suddenly became very different. The future suddenly became very uncertain. We were given lots of new rules to follow and penalties if we didn't follow the rules. We were told, in no uncertain terms, take only what we need for, for now. Don't hoard things. Don't take more than you need. We've had to rely on our community and friends and neighbours much more than perhaps we've ever done before. And right now, we don't know when it will end or, in fact, what life will look like when it does. Does that sound familiar? I've been thinking this week about all of that and, and thinking, actually, that's very similar to what happened in Exodus, isn't it? Um, if you've got a Bible, turn to Exodus 12, verse 31. If you haven't, then it will come up on the screen or, or just have a read through later. The Israelites are told in the middle of the night to gather up everything they can and to leave right now. Everything they knew, they thought they knew, suddenly became very different. Overnight, the future became uncertain. They were given lots of very strange new rules to follow, with many penalties if they didn't. They were told to take only the food they needed for that day, not to hoard anything. And they didn't know when their journey would end, or what life would look like when they did. Whenever I think about now, and this season that we're now in, I can't help but think about the Israelites. There's so many similarities, and I believe lots that we can learn from how to do things and, and how not to do things, and their experiences and actions in the wilderness that we could perhaps think about and learn from now. But before I carry on, I want to stress this. Look into my virtual eyes. There's one major difference between the COVID pandemic and the Israelites in the wilderness. God didn't create this pandemic. This isn't some kind of vengeful judgment on the world through virus. It isn't God's will that millions around the world are being affected by this, that dear friends and family are sick and, and some have even died. This isn't God's will for us. God can work through it. God can teach us through it, but this isn't of God's doing. I'm also kind of hoping that this one doesn't last for 40 years, but we'll see. There's many lessons from the Israelites' time in the wilderness that could apply to us. Um, and if you've got time later on, definitely worth reading through the second half of Exodus and out into Leviticus to learn some of the weird rules that they have. Um, I haven't got time quite this morning to go through all of that, so I just want to pick out four key things from the Israelites in the desert that I think that we can learn from. Firstly, I think it's really important that we follow the rules. Leviticus is full of some really weird rules. Uh, don't wear clothes that are wool and linen mixed together. Don't sow seeds of different kind in the same field. That's Leviticus 19.19, 19, if you're interested. And absolutely really important for us now, don't eat the owls. Uh, that's Leviticus 11.19. <laughs> Now, there's lots of rules throughout Leviticus, and there's some pretty serious punishments if you broke the rules. Um, but it's generally accepted that those rules are put in place for the health of the individuals and the community during their time out in the wilderness. It all seems a bit weird to us now, doesn't it? But then, three months ago, 
Would you have thought we'd hear the Prime Minister telling us to sing happy birthday several times every single day as we're washing our hands? It's pretty weird too, isn't it? Or those widely spaced queues outside the supermarket, skies that you look up and they're just empty of aeroplane trails, um, schools closed, exams cancelled. Pretty weird rules that we've got now as well. Eh? But as the Israelites did, we too must follow the rules. However inconvenient they are, however pointless they seem or however weird they seem, they're done with the best of intentions. Secondly, and perhaps more importantly, God will lead us even when the way ahead is, is far from certain. Exodus thirteen twenty one. Just wait for my assistant to catch up. Thank you, Jake. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so they could travel by day or by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Not just one day and one night, not just guided them from A to B, but every day and every night for 40 years, God never left their side. Now, the way ahead for us at the moment seems really uncertain. Many of the things that we knew, many of the things perhaps that we relied on, have disappeared. But God's not going to leave us to fend for ourselves. He's not going to leave us to wander around like lost sheep full of fear and uncertainty. I don't know about you, but life feels a bit like it's on hold at the moment, that we're stopped, that we're waiting for something. But that's not true. The reality is God is leading us. He's in front of us. He's around us. Day and by night, he's drawing us on, going before us in exactly the same way that he did for the Israelites. We aren't on hold. We aren't waiting for life to somehow restart again. We're living. We're alive right here, right now. We're not in some kind of suspended animation until normal returns, whatever that is. We're moving. We're growing. We're living. We're being called on by God. He's leading us. I'm speaking to myself as much as anyone else. We should be excited. We shouldn't be waiting, standing, marking time. We shouldn't be fearful, frustrated or bored. We should be moving on, moving on, following. But thirdly, there's a warning in um, Exodus, isn't there? Uh, we must guard against making false idols. You know the story as well as I do. Exodus 32, Moses goes up to the mountain to speak with God, but he stays there a bit longer than the people were expecting him to, and the doubts begun, begin to creep back in again. Is this pillar of fire and smoke really God leading us, or is it just some kind of weird meteorological phenomenon? And if it's God, what on earth did he lead us out here for? Have you seen this place? We're just going to die here. Everything's so scary right now. Everything's changed. Everything's different. We just need something we can touch, something we can feel, something we can hug just to help us. So they melt down their jewellery and, and make this, this idol to worship. Now, I guess at first glance, that doesn't seem quite so relevant for us today, does it? I can't see many of us creating some kind of smelting device back in the back garden and melting down our, our jewellery to make some kind of golden calf. Are there other idols that we're putting our trust in? Experts, newsreaders, statistics, the NHS. Please don't get me wrong, I'll always be the first one, as you know, to rely on sound scientific evidence and give credit to all those people on the front line in, in ITUs and in supermarkets and carers. But they aren't God. They aren't where our ultimate trust and belief should lie. 
they shouldn't take the place of God in our lives. Let's keep up with the news, but not let it overwhelm us. Let's keep supporting, let's keep clapping our carers and key workers, but let's not worship them. Let's be aware of what's going on, where our neighbours and friends and our world need our help, but not be distracted by it. Let's keep our focus on God and where he's leading us. And fourthly, God's going to provide for us in miraculous ways. In the desert, we see bread raining down from heaven for the Israelites every single day, manna from heaven, fresh water from the rocks whenever Moses whacked on them with his staff. Not just once, this wasn't a one-off miracle, but every single day for 40 years, there's manna, there's bread coming down, and tasted like wafers with honey, tasted like olive oil, every day for 40 years. And that same provision is true for us today. We heard last week, didn't we, and the week before, how uh, stories of people in our own community have seen miraculous provision over the past few weeks. And I'm absolutely convinced we're going to see much more to come. Let's not worry about whether the shops have got enough of the food that we need or that our jobs will continue. God knows we need these things and will provide for us during this time as we rely on him. Let's instead turn it around and be part of God's provision for those who need help. Not worry about ourselves, but hearing God for others, whether that's those who need us to pray, whether that's those who need us to provide, to pick up the phone and chat to someone, or just to smile at someone as we walk past them in the middle of the road. And finally, I really do believe that God will speak to each and every one of us during this time. During their time in the wilderness, God spoke clearly to his people, perhaps more than ever before. The Ten Commandments, of course, were given audibly to Moses and then etched onto tablets of stone. God continued to speak clearly to his people and their leaders throughout their time in the desert. And I believe he's going to speak clearly to his people in this time of pandemic as well. Maybe that's because life has slowed down in many ways. Maybe there's fewer distractions. For many of us, there's more time, there's more gap. Whatever the reason, I believe God already is and will continue to speak clearly to his people in this time. Let's keep our eyes open and ears open and listen. We're not marking time. We're not on hold. We're growing. We're being blessed. We are being a blessing. God is speaking to us. Just like the Israelites, let's all agree that we won't come out of this the same way as we went in.